Happy New Year, Hockey Town. Hi, happy, hi, Hockey Town. Happy New Year. Jake's off guard because he always does the intros, and I just... I know. Um, <laughs> He's I'm, shook right now. It's nice to see you all. I'm sleepy, and this is my uh, co-host, Hungover. How are we doing? <laughs> hey, we're we're all right. It's uh, it's 2023 at midnight going into the year. Ohio State took a fat loss, <laughs> and uh, I thought that was pretty cool to start the year. I think that what we should do is leave the mistakes of 2022 in the past, which of course means we won't be talking about the Michigan game. Correct. Cool. Glad we're aligned. That's in the past. You know, that's whatever. Totally. Totally. It's all about growth and just being the best version of yourself. And the best version of Michigan football was not that. So <laughs> I don't know what that was. You lost to a Christian school. You're going to hell. I, it feels like the Crusades. Yeah. <laughs> But do you real know what talk, the, what, what? Do you know what the Children's Crusade is? No. There was this kid, allegedly the story goes that there was this kid that went throughout Europe and convinced over like 20,000 kids to join a crusade to go to the Middle East. And they got on this boat and one of two things happened. They either, the ship either got completely wrecked and they all died or. What year? This was like, I don't know, 1100s, 1200s. Oh, or they were all immediately captured and sold into slavery. Nice. Anyway, uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Children's Crusade. Woohoo! We love child slavery. Mm. At 313 Hockey, we proudly endorse. <laughs> Starting off the new year, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anyway, anyway, we don't proudly endorse Michigan. I mean, next. <laughs> yeah, no, that was rough. Um, that game, I didn't watch much any of it, really. Um, but I kept keeping the score open on Google, and whenever mm. I'd look at it, I would cringe a little bit more. That was just... I wish I didn't watch it. I don't know what happened. It was a great game. I gotta say, as a sports fan, it was a really great game. And Ohio State lost, so now people are saying the next the game would be if, you know, Michigan against Ohio State. Well, now I'm a giant TCU fan, and I'm going to be really excited. I am too. I was going to say, like, I like up, I like upstart teams. If I can't yeah. root for my team, the upstart, like the one where all the old guys in college football freak out and they're like, "Well, <laughs> this isn't what the game is about." Like, that's my right. team. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of old guys um, freaking out. Anyway, the Lions play today. We're recording on Sunday the 1st, and the Lions are playing at home against the Bears. If they do not win this game, please check on me tomorrow when this comes out. Mm -hmm. If they do win the game, they will have a 60 Also, check in on Maddie, because she probably is going to burn down half of Detroit if they make the playoffs. Well, before you rudely interrupted me, I was saying they'd have a 61% chance of making the playoffs. So there are a lot of scenarios that have to take place for week 18 in green bay if you know if they want to make the playoffs but i think if they win today the jets win and the browns win then the lions will make the playoffs next week if they win in green bay do you know that like picture of charlie from it's always sunny where he has like the big conspiracy theory behind him yeah that's that's how you sound right now the lions no it's it's not even far-fetched right now if I think it would be like conspiracy brain if they lost today and I was still trying to mm. figure out a way for them to squeak in, but I don't even think that's a possibility. They need, they need to lose on like a very questionable penalty. No, though. no. That would be, that's the only way they can, 
That's the only way they can lose, and I would be like, "No, please!" It has to be some like bullshit. But anyway, now that it's the new year, we've been talking a little bit about New Year's resolutions. Last episode, we talked about how we, as a podcast, are going to get worse. Yes. Um, And so, our first thing that we're going to talk about is how we're going to get worse by talking about Detroit sports resolutions by team, (laughs) because every team has a resolution, whether they like it or not. Every single one has one of those little Christian sayings on the wood block in the corner where it's like something about wine. Not the lions. There's just says grit. Yeah. <laughs> so I love them. Try. <laughs> just try. There's no like cute mom, like TJ Maxx board in the lion's locker room. It's just grit. <laughs> have you been in the lion's locker room? I wish. They have that, and the wings have a pretty cool one, too. They have Earn It in giant letters, like, right oh, yeah. above the winged wheel. Um, that's dope, like, too. Yeah, I actually think that's pretty cool. Because then it, like, I don't know, talks a little bit about history or something. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm running on, <laughs> like, six man. hours of sleep right now. All right, so let's do resolutions by team. I think Lions one goes without saying, win a playoff game, <laughs> for the love of yes. God. Yes. <laughs> don't. Don't don't fucking kill me. That's my as a Lions fan, my resolution. I'd like to say I'd care less about the Lions, but it's actually intensified this year. Like I've never cared about the Lions more. She's like you're like the kind of person where when the team starts negging you, like that, you know, early ugly part at the beginning, you were like, "Oh, like I was just I can't do with this team." No, yep. I never was going to give up on them. I wasn't like no, one never. of those same old Lions people, but by the way, if you're a same old lions person, I'm sorry, dad, you're a coward. All dads <laughs> are same old lions, guys. I don't know a dad who's not. My dad's the same way. They've been broken by this team. I know. So is my grandpa. I had a talk with my grandpa last year. I was like, grandpa, we watched the Thanksgiving game together. He's 88. I was like, grandpa, mm-hmm. do you think the lions will ever win a playoff game? He goes, not in my lifetime and not in yours. Oh. <laughs> That's bleak. I know. I was so upset. But my dad believes that it's like because of the Fords. It is. He thinks that like, you know, oh, they can make money, uh, you know, whether they're going to the playoffs or not. So why would they waste their time spending more to make I it mean, to the playoffs? It's still, I don't think they want to see it be bad, but they're just like not the people to bring us to the promised land. They're not the like, Arizona Coyotes owners. Right. And we don't have a commissioner in the NFL who believes in the Lions like Gary Bettman believes in the Coyotes. I think that um, the commissioner of the NFL like actually actively hates the Lions. Yeah. Like because they're just not making him the kind of money that he could be making. Could you imagine like that blockbuster moment we would have as Lions fans if they were to ever like win a Super Bowl? It would just be. So oh, my God. So Detroit would burn down. It would be like it would be rubble. I hate when you say burn down. I never want to see the city burn down. I don't either. I love Detroit. I don't but feel like we're a burn down kind of city. We're not like a Philly type. No, we're not a Philly type. But I was gonna, <laughs> this is a good segue because this is my first this is a little side side note. But this is my first uh, New Year's in Detroit. And I thought they were joking when they say like people shoot their guns off at midnight. That's a real thing. And I feel like it would be the same energy if the Lions, like, did something. It'd just be, like, people shooting guns. I think the Lodge would be, like, just a total just shit show. I mean, there'd the be Lodge people doing donuts. The Lodge is always a shit show. Yeah. The Lodge scares me. Anyway, let's get back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are more. There are plenty of other teams in Detroit besides the Lions, despite what Maddie might, hey, uh, what it might, Maddie might sound like. I actually have the least 
I was gonna say I probably have the least amount of like of all the Detroit sports, least amount of lion stuff around my apartment. Maddie, Maddie's apartment is like all memorabilia, right, like <laughs> all Detroit sports memorabilia, and it's like there are some very cool things there, like a Thank Mickey you. Redmond puck. Um, there's cool bobbleheads. I think you had some. You had like a really old Tigers player that I loved as a kid. I did uh, on a bobblehead. I don't know. I gotta remember. I don't think I do. I have a... Placid, Did you have Placido Polanco? No. no. Okay. But let's. Did you have Brandon Inge who oh, could be fixed? I wish. Just a couple more years. Just one more lane. I think the Pistons want to win the lottery again. This lottery is this like draft is actually pretty good for the Pistons, but they need like just one more home run, and they're kind of in the basement in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Beat the Timberwolves last night. They randomly like beat good teams. Mm-hmm. They'll go off and then they'll like slump against average or below right. average teams. Kind of like the Wings. Yeah. Speaking Except- of the Wings. Yeah, what's I think they also need to hit a draft day home run. You think that's their their resolution though? I feel like it's to stay healthy. I mean, I think they're gonna try to make the playoffs. Well yeah. Or, but like I think at this point this is the last draft that they're gonna have before they start regularly contending for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you wanna you wanna make sure you get all your ducks in a row. Or at least like kill it during the trade deadline, you know, get something amazing right. for someone else. I was gonna say, like, I feel like so if you think the resolution to get a, a draft day home run, I, I disagree with you. I feel like something that the Wings are notoriously good at is not getting a home run. Like maybe we'll get a single and it ends up. Yeah, but they it turn it up, into. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're stealing bases. Stealing well, that, bases. That's, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like a like a sneaky home run, like a depth. A right. depth guy comes in and go, goes Brandon in. Elmer Soderblom. <laughs> Brandon in. <laughs> Donnie Kelly. <laughs> you can't stop Don Kelly. <laughs> Speaking of Don Kelly, yeah, the Tigers just need to not be embarrassing this year. Because I was, last year, that was, uh, that was not fun. I was so nostalgic last night out of nowhere for the Tigers. Like, just, like, being drunk in the middle of the day in summer, walking to the Tigers game. It's just like, oh, I miss that. So, yeah, please don't fucking be embarrassing. They made him another move yesterday for a guy who bats, like, 192 or something. It was like, or that was his batting average last season, but... Yeah, Tigers, please be good again so I have a reason to live. Thank you. Yeah, I just I, I used to go all the time when I was a little kid and like I want to go back to games and not feel like, you know, I have to put on a paper bag midway through the game. Yeah. I'm tired of watching blowout losses, man. Yep. Can one of the Detroit sports teams be like good? Please. I'm getting tired. We're all tired. We're all fucking tired. You know who wasn't tired though? Jake Wallman. Hey, my boy. <laughs> he has had himself quite the week. Yes, he has. Okay, so Wallman gritted his way, his cute little ass, onto the first D pairing for the Red Wings. I love that. So the other night um, when they played Pittsburgh, that was an insane game. So First four-goal four comeback game in 40-plus years. That was insane. That that game was just wild to watch. And then, yeah, like as Jake Wallman had, gets the overtime win and grittied his ass on to the first line where he played last night against the Sens. It was just – did you did you catch any of the Pittsburgh game? Oh, yeah, I watched the whole thing. I watched all of the I was, games that we're going to cover. I was so depressed at the beginning of it. Same. Because I was like – down for nothing, and I knew when I got home to Pittsburgh, everybody would be giving me shit. Right. And then they came back for the first time. That in, was so beautiful. For the first time in over 40 years, the Wings came back from a four-goal deficit. And he 
I like Jake Wallman scored this crazy, this like it wasn't even like a cool goal. It was like a pretty, it was it was nice, it was a nice little snipe. But like the little dance move at the end, the little gritty was the most humiliating thing that could have happened, and it happened in Pittsburgh's arena too. I can't even gritty like on my feet, let alone on skates. Last night, I, I though I didn't do it justice, but I was at a New Year's Eve party and my friend's mom, who's a huge Penguins fan, was there. I don't I don't know why. And she like she was giving me shit a while ago for being a Red Wings fan. And so I went by her and I said, wow, what a great game, man. I love that game. I grittied past her. Oh, my God. (laughs) You devil. Somebody has to humble the Penguins fans. Somebody has to. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, that game was just a crazy game. And then, of course, the next night against the Sabres, I thought maybe they would do it again and come back. But we did not. (laughs) No. The only L. I think they're like cursed against Buffalo. And I don't know if it's a Derek Malone thing or like because Buffalo's right. Buffalo's kind of not bad. They're also not great though. Buffalo is the Lions of the Mm. NHL, I think. But at least Buffalo went to a Stanley Cup. Lions have never gone to a Super Bowl. Yeah. They kind of blew it though. Maybe they're the Browns. I don't know. The Browns haven't made it either, have they? Have made it to the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't think so. But they have been more yeah, successful than the Lions. They at least have playoff wins. Anyway. Yeah, no, that I thought that game was rough, except for Bergeron. Jonathan Bergeron has been. Mans looks hot so, on the ice. So good these He's last been few He's really games. good. I feel like, like. Literally since they called him up. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like Bergeron is playing in a way where they have no choice but to not send him back down, which I. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. I actually wanted to dive into this a little bit. Yeah, let's because talk about it. On Wednesday, Robbie Fabry's coming back. Right. And if he comes back, they're going to have to push somebody off or down. Right. And then you have to assume, you know, Bertuzzi's coming back. Verona's coming Seven back. Seven to nine days for both Verona and Bertuzzi. Z- so. Zadina's coming back. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And Zadina. But... No, sorry. Zadina and Bertuzzi, seven to nine days. Yeah. And then uh, they're doing a conditioning stint right now for Verona, which I think he can right. only play three games in the AHL. Also, before we talk a little bit more about Bergeron, we need to talk about Verona getting sent down to the AHL. We did. What are you doing, Iserplan? Oh. What is this? Why would you good. why would you send your best forward down to the AHL when somebody can claim him on waivers? <laughs> I said that on Twitter and the amount of people that were like furious, they're like, um actually that's not how the rules work. I'm like, this is an obvious troll tweet. I'm also just waking up. Who do we just sign for for an entry level contract for three? Years? Oh yeah, yeah. Why would he sign somebody with no? Oh yeah, NHL Amadeus. There, yeah, yeah, they signed Amadeus Lombardi to an entry level contract. He's never even played an NHL right. game. And I was like, come on, Eiserman, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I hate you. okay. Anyway, let's talk about Bergen. Yeah, yeah. So my my question that I have for you is, hypothetically, everybody gets healthy over the next week. I hope that's not a hypothetical. I hope that's real. <laughs> You're going to have to either scratch or send down at least three players. I have two out of my three picked, but I don't know what the third is going to be. My theory is that Pia Suter is going to be pretty obvious scratch. Like that, that's going to, that goes without saying. They'll just move Rasmussen down to the third line, have him do third line duties, uh, and then scratch Suter. So that's one of the two, one of the three problems that you'd have, assuming they all start to get healthy. I think what would happen next is they probably send Elmer Soderblom down because he's been good, but he can clear waivers without, 
he can circumvent that whole process. So I think yeah. he goes next. If they all get back, though, you know, I think that Bergeron comfortably beats Zadina out of a spot, but he's not going to beat uh, Fabry, Verona, or um, Bertuzzi. So who does he have to beat? Does he have to beat Adam Ernie? I don't know. I'm looking at maybe Joey V. Yeah, but, you know, Joey V plays the fourth line center. Who Right who now he's would... on the third line. Oh, he is? Yeah. Yeah, but that's so the way I'm looking at the line right now, they have Rasmussen on the top left wing. I think they would yeah. move him down to the third line center and then move Valeno down Where to take Where would Kubi Suter's go? Spot. Kubelik would play. Well, Kubelik's not a center. He's a wing. Yeah, you said left wing. Yeah, I know. You'd move Rasmussen down to center. I'm oh, 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 oh. He plays center oh. Yeah. So then that solves the problem of you could put Bertuzzi up there. Boom, problem solved. And then Fabry comes in. He'd probably take Soda. What about Andrew Cop? I feel like he hasn't done And he's not going anywhere. Dude, no, he's been great. You kidding me? He's like. Maybe um, I'm high. I'm not actually. Yeah, he played a little. He played injured for a while, but he's got 20 points in 35 games. Wow. He, like, at the beginning of the season was pretty rough because he just couldn't get it started. I feel like I didn't do. He's just not, like, hot on my mind. I don't know why. He's, He's quiet. He's, like, he's sneaky effective. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's hard to say. What about Sonny? You think he's that was another one? I was thinking yeah, about. I like him. I think he's like a good fit there. I don't. I think mean, he's I be there like all season. of these guys, but now if now what you have to do is be really emotionally attached to them, and then get just distraught when the hockey team does a hockey-related transaction or move. Okay. Um, I think there's going to be trade. Who's who's going? I think you're going to. I could see, see the stealing of... suitor. Yeah, I th- I think one of those depth guys is gonna go. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe Suter. Maybe like, uh, like Sunquist might go. Mm-hmm. I could see somebody wanting like that fourth line yeah. grit. I or like yeah. a. I don't. I don't want to say it, but maybe Ernie. Yeah. No, it, I mean, like, think about it. You're a playoff team. See, that's what's great about us, Jake. Like, we love the guy, but we can be honest. We can be honest. He might get traded, and if he gets traded. We enjoyed his time in Detroit. What do you think? What do you think is the most? This is a slight tangent, but what do you think is the most forgettable team in the NHL? The one where you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about Kraken, Winnipeg Jets. I don't know. I feel like I don't forget about the Jets. I always associate like Timo Solani playing on the Jets, and he's like, oh yeah, one of my favorites of all time. So. Love Timo Solani. For, the salami. I feel like Kraken because they're new. Yeah, and we I like, can see that. Whatever. I was going to say Columbus, but they're like right next door. No, I I have too much hate for Columbus. The New York Islanders. I forget about them a lot. I know they did yeah. the whole dynasty in like the what 70s or whatever, but I forget about them all the time. That's valid. That's very valid. I guess. If somebody ever told me that the Wings are a forgettable team, I'd be embarrassed. How about the Atlanta Thrashers? <laughs> I forgot they existed. Oh. Um, but the Dallas Stars sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, my my theory is if Bergeron stays, he's going to have to beat somebody out of a roster spot. Maybe Adam Ernie becomes the extra. I know he was very electric at the beginning of the season, but it'd be like him and Zadina. And that's also really bold of me to assume that, like, everybody's going to stay. Right, right. That's true. (laughs) Fucking every like in the Ottawa game, they kept trying to go for Larkin's hand. I know. But I don't understand it. Do they? Does everybody in the in the league know that 
Dylan Larkin injured his hand and that they're just going after it now? Honestly, probably. I don't know. I was at that game last night, by the way. How was that? (laughs) (laughs) I love that for you. Jake's like, okay, cool. (laughs) Great. Um, it was fun. Uh, four to two final, and uh, they scored three goals within like two minutes, which was crazy. It was just a fun game to be at on New Year's Eve, and uh, it looked a little scrappy too. No, it was scrappy. I they almost fought a few times. Um, like I mentioned before, this was also Wallman's chance to play on the first D pairing and How did he do? on special teams. He did great. You know, he's he's mm. been so he I also good. saw I know that we have a rule about not talking about advanced stats, but I saw something on Twitter last night about the Ben Chirot tax and it was showing um how like the expected goals percentage for Can you explain to our illiterate listeners what expected goals is? And me, because I'm also illiterate. Um, listen, expected goals is like an advanced stat. And I like when, uh, the wing, the wing and wheels guys talked with Mickey Redman about it. He's like expected from who, <laughs> but yeah, expected <laughs> goals are basically like, <laughs> and then that's such a good Mickey Redman quote. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Exactly. It went exactly <laughs> like that. Do you ever see um the meme of Young Thug where he's like looking, he's like helping somebody with the computer, like a producer? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that that's what that reminds me of. It was exactly like that. And expected from who? <laughs> Prashanth is Young Young Thug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, expected goals are like not every shot is equal. Like it's like a good chance for a goal, and it's like it takes a bunch of different statistics for a good. It has to do with like offensive impact, yeah, like exactly. Impact on the ice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, there's so tell tell us about it. There's a graph, and it shows the Sherat tags. <laughs> Why are you laughing? We're tell us about it. it. All right, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. If you're interested, I, I am. Look it up. It just shows the different our different um, D men. Well, actually, the one that I pulled up that we have here it shows for the Senators and the Red Wings expected goals percentage, and just Cider and Wallman, their stats went way up, or their expectations for or they expected had goals. over seventy percent expected goals, which I hear is good. I think you have to be like over fifty percent to be like effective on the ice, or like to be. To drive play the majority mm-hmm. of the time when you're on the ice. And, and they're at the very tippy top. Yeah. And every, like we have Perron, Larkin, Soderblom, Rasmussen. They're all around 50%. At the very bottom, there's Sunkvist at about like 17%. But pretty, I mean, maybe we should just cut this whole segment out because. You know what? I don't mind it because I want to talk about the future of Ben Chirot. Because we got okay. him for a while. Um, I think he's going to be. I think he's he's still effective if you put him in the right position. Yeah. You know what he is? He's like, you ever watch a movie where somebody shouldn't have been the star of the show? Like this podcast? Yeah. Like, Tom should be the star of the show, personally. Ben Sherratt has been put in a position. He's been expected to punch way above his weight. He's expected to still play, like, that first pairing time. And he's not that anymore. He's not that guy. He's oh. in his early 30s. Just put him on a depth roll. Put him down like you can't fuck up the second pairing now, but maybe throw him on the third pairing. See what he can Whoa. do. Because like he's going to go against all these like undersized, underwhelming defensemen and like, you know, depth forwards. And he can just dummy them. Like, think about that. He's you put him out. He's like the rally guy. I mean, 
if if uh that first pairing with Wallman and Cider remains to be so strong, then I definitely want to keep that intact. I guess that goes without fucking saying, but mm-hmm. I hung out with Maddie this last week. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Maddie got me a really cool Christmas gift. She got me a Detroit Viper shirt. Thank you, Maddie. So shout out to Maddie for that. You're welcome. Uh, and I got her pierogies from. I paid for the pierogies. Oh shit, that's right. Because they Jake. didn't. They had a they had a card minimum of fifty dollars. Have you ever been to a restaurant where the minimum of a card is fifty dollars? Yes, that's crap. Jake, tell everyone what you got me for Christmas. I got her nothing because she's Jewish. <laughs> it's true. I really wanted to get her something though. For the record, we went to like a. We went to like multiple stores to try to find something. I should have got you that Blackhawks jersey. Shut there up. was a there was a children's Blackhawks jersey. And I personally think it's child abuse to make your kids wear anything Chicago Blackhawks related. Mm-hmm. But it was really funny. You could have turned it into a little crop top. <laughs> could you imagine? No. That was a fun day. We have some other content that I'm waiting for Jake to release. There's a really, really we we took a lot of people's suggestions into into effect. People told us we should do things or make videos, and we did. Some. There's we a, got sidetracked. There, yeah, as we tend to do. Um, there was an elite fuck Mary kill that I'm going to upload this week. That, I mean, I've never seen somebody come up to the conclusions like that. I might need you to help me with it. I might need to send you the video, and you could do the little TikTok sure. captions. You know where they do the little text bubble and all that. I think that'd be fun content. Send it to me. Send it. Anyway. My head hurts. Does your head hurt? No, I. Even though I puked last night, I barely drank. I didn't drink at all. I was the DD for better or worse, mostly for worse. I was about to say um, mostly for worse. That was that was it was a long night. I yeah. Nah. Anyway. No, my head does not hurt. I'm really excited for this year. Why? There's going to be because all of those things on our wish list are coming true. The Lions are going to win a playoff game. Oh. Pistons are going to win the lottery. Right. Wings are going to hit a home run in the draft slash build like an amazing team. And what's the last one? Oh, yeah. The Tigers, Tigers. are not going to be embarrassing. I doubt that one. Please, please I, don't be embarrassing. I don't see a world where the Tigers, like they, they haven't done that much in the offseason. Did they sign anyone? Oh, yeah. But we have a new manager. So. I yeah, I like my... him, I think. Yeah, we like him. Okay, we like him. I, I'm basically right now, Maddie knows more about the Tigers. Maddie's forgotten more about the Tigers than I could ever remember. So um, I treat Maddie like the head of state from like a propaganda website. Oh, I like, love that. Okay, yeah, Maddie said so. So that means it's good. This guy's good because he said, because she said. I, that's, the, that's the greatest thing I could ever think of, being like a, 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 a head of state. Head of state for Detroit sports. <laughs> All my we, takes are correct. I will tweet about yes. Zadina and then not read the replies. There's your new era. We should honestly lean into that a little bit. What? Just just get for go for the totalitarian approach. I'm more I feel like I'm too democratic to be a, like a fucking German. I know. No. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no. I'm going to get the uh what did you call them? What's the fun police called? The Ordnungsamt. Ordnungsamt. Tell everyone what that is. I taught um, Jake something about so- Germany. Maddie told me that Germany is kind of a country of Karens in the sense that everybody's up in everybody's business and everybody needs to know like what's going on or like, oh, do you have a pass to go on that elevator? Do Everyone you have will this? just do tell you, you what you're doing wrong and you have to yep. follow the rules. 
Uh, and there's a certain type of police they can call called the Ordnum Zong. It's not technically who, the police. It's just like... It's the fun police. Well, yeah. <laughs> they They can come and like give you, you know street code violations or like tell you that you're not allowed to bring your pet here or like if you're too loud they're like hall monitors they're adult hall monitors but they're everywhere but they're everywhere and you don't know who is or isn't no you do (laughs) (laughs) they have them hidden in your friend group (laughs) but what is scary sometimes when you're on like a train they will have people in plain clothes that can give you a ticket for what? For just existing? Like if you try to, you not are too pay the American fare. looking. No, <laughs> if you don't pay the fare, because in Germany, like you just buy a ticket, and it's if nobody comes on to check if you have it's an one honor or not, system. Yeah, that's how it was. They in Prague, come a yeah. lot. They come a lot. Anyway, this is my one rebel story I'll tell. But I used to take the train to work every day in Prague, mm-hmm. and whenever the i'd see it because they'd always have to wear that like outrageous like yeah. scanner thing right so you could tell even if they were in plain clothes that right. it was somebody and when i saw it i would immediately hop off the train and just wait a few minutes why are you late to work i didn't want to pay the 50 cents to oh in germany <laughs> they're they're too quick with it mm, you can't really just hop off one time i got the wrong ticket in berlin like i meant to get like one for the whole city but it was only one zone and like this guy was trying to like manhandle my sister and i I was like showing my sister berlin and it was like one of the like he was like putting his hands on me and i it was very scary anyway Anyway, let's traumatize all our listeners before we go (laughs) happy new year (laughs) yeah happy new year everyone um we love you we do and And... uh, uh, you're all right, Maddie. Jake's <laughs> best compliment. Say? No, I was just gonna say, like, if y'all have any other things that you want to see from us, content-wise, uh, keep sending them our way. It was very fun to do some of the requests. We didn't hit all of them. Um, we can't say no to anything. I'm just kidding. We'll do that okay. another time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, love you guys. See you later. Bye. <laughs>